Hey, you guys, it's Havala. Today is, well, it's Catch Up Friday. I'm going to bring you up to date on what's been happening at our house. And, well, there's a lot that's been going on. So grab your cup of coffee, maybe put your running shoes on, your walking shoes, your flip flops, whatever you need to do. And let's spend a few minutes together as I catch you up on our life and all the things that have been happening around us. Okay, you guys, we got a lot to catch up on. I feel like we are friends that need a good, long catch-up phone call. You guys ever do that with your friends where there's certain friends you just need to settle in, get in your comfy chair, get your shoes on, take a walk, pop in your earbuds, and just do it. Catch up. Do that long, deep catch-up. Well, that's what I want to do with you today because we have had a very, very intense couple weeks. Now, I don't want you to think that everything has been hard. We've had a really crazy summer. I I like to have a pretty full summer. That's kind of my jam. I The way that I visualize my year, and I'm a real visual person, so I like to look at my year as a calendar, like as a whole. Like it's, it's a 12-month experience. It's a 12-month journey, and it starts January 1st, and I'm going to jump in, and I've got my little rhythm, and it's how I do my year. This started out years ago when I was a newly working mom, full-time, um, you know, four littles under the age of five, and I was trying to navigate my world. And when you have infants and you don't have a job that you have to be at, your life just merges. It's the funniest thing. It really doesn't matter if it's Monday or Sunday or Friday. I mean, all the, thank God it's Friday and, oh no, it's Monday. That's <laughs> just irrelevant. When you're a mother of a toddler, it really doesn't matter. It's a 12-hour workday, no matter what day it is. <laughs> but when you start getting into working, you start to have this, you know, this segment of life, this cycle. And so for me, I started to identify my life in the year increments, but also in the school year increment because I've got school-age kids and that matters. So we have certain breaks that are kind of forced breaks and, you know, traditions. And we also have a summertime where there's not childcare and our kids are not taken care of eight hours a day. So I really have to kind of process what my day is going to look like. So for me... I look at my life in quarters and then in a full year. So not to belabor the point, but my school year is my working year. So I work really hard January, February, March, April, May. Those are my work months. I work really hard, uh, really long. And then I like to play in the summer. So June, July, and August, I rarely do events during those three months. And if I do, it's usually something my kids get to go to or it's an event that my husband and I can do and just have that alone time for a little bit. So this summer, uh, we had a lot going on. I did that as well. Cause if you haven't been following our life, then you did not know that we moved out of our family home and into a little guest house on the property that we just purchased in December. So there's a a big house that we were renovating and then we moved into a little house on the property that will 
end up being our truth to table offices. I'm super excited about it. I don't know if you watch the Ina Gardner cooking show, but I always watched her. She lived in the Hamptons and her studio was the bar next to her house. And I always had this dream that I would be able to work like that. I could go home and then pop over to the office and do my office stuff. Guys, the dream is coming true and I, I can't believe it. It wasn't something I had even, I didn't even know we could do it. Didn't even know it was possible. I have been overwhelmed with gratitude. I have found myself breaking down emotionally in closets and <laughs> in my car when I pull up and let me not paint the picture as as prettier than it is because it is a mess. There's a lot of things that need TLC at our house. Everywhere we look, work needs to be done. But we have multiple bedrooms now. We have two of our kids get their own rooms. We have multiple bathrooms. I mean, it's just miraculous. But we were living in the small little two-bedroom, one-bath for six months, almost six months. And I really didn't know when that was going to end. So my plan was to get out of Dodge and get out of town for the month, for the summer months. So because I didn't know what was going on, I booked a couple main things. So we booked, let's see, we booked Lake Tahoe in June. Uh, I booked summer camp for the boys in June. Um, we had family camp in June here at Bethel. Um, and so we had a lot of things like that. And then in, um, July I booked Mexico. Um, I had a speaking engagement in Las Vegas. Um, the boys, our big kids went to YWAM youth with a mission to the Kona base, which was great. So they left for that. And then we left for Maui at the end of the month, which was a gift from a friend. So, it was a full summer. And then in the middle of all of that, in July, when we got back from Mexico, right before our kids left, our contractor deemed the house safe enough for us to move in. And we moved into the home. It was wild. You guys, remember, we turned our other house into an Airbnb. So I left mattresses, beds, pictures. I mean, I left everything there. And so I had a very small, um, you know, group of furniture and bedding. So we moved into this big house and I have nothing, <laughs> nothing. I had to go buy, well, actually I bought mattresses on Amazon and those took a couple days and then those got delivered and then beds, I had to get out of the garage, a couple of them for the boys. And then I had another one ordered from living spaces, which my sister had recommended. I was really nervous because I had the season of Ikea. I'm a big Ikea fan, but I could not imagine myself putting furniture together. I was so nervous. I thought this is not that season. I cannot put furniture together and living spaces is not that I, in my head, I glamorized it as a, like a, a bougie, Ikea, but it's not, it's a little bit nicer and the furniture comes put together other than putting some legs on. And so, gosh, I wish I was sponsored by living spaces. If you're listening to this, gosh, I would love to be sponsored because I am now a fan of your furniture. So we moved in. Meanwhile, our church family has been going through something really, really tough. 
And if you've not been following us, then you did not know that our senior pastor and leader, Bill Johnson, world known, his wife had been battling cancer for many years and actually thought she had beat cancer a couple of little, little less than two years ago. And so we've been on this journey contending for healing. If you're curious about that, I did leave a video of that on my socials to give you some insight into how we were doing. It was a couple days after um, losing Benny Johnson. And so uh, we at Bethel believe, and I believe in my own theology, that we contend until the end. That's our mandate is to believe that God is the God of miracles and that he can do what man cannot do. And we are to contend until the end. And the end is um, is really our finish line. So we contended and we were devastated to lose her devastated and, um, not only devastated for our church family and the global family, but devastated for the Johnson family. You know, this is their mother, grandmother, wife of 50, over 50 years. So we were just, our breath was taken from us for a while. And then a couple weeks after the news. And again, if you are following our world at all, Pastor Bill actually spoke a message on Sunday after she passed. And that might seem strange to you. I get it. I, I felt if I was out of this environment, I might have thought that, oh, that's kind of strange. You know, his wife passes away and then he gets back up on the pulpit a couple days later. That seems odd. But if you knew him and you knew her and you knew the family and you were in this environment, he got up and just shared a heartfelt message. He was not in denial. He cried with us. He talked about disappointment. He talked about the tragic loss, but he also talked about what his heart or where his heart was going to be in this season and how he was navigating this. And it was beautiful. And to be honest, for me, it was sacred to be allowed into the heart and mind of someone so holy and just, you know, I say holy because he's humble and he loves the Lord and he's just walks with God to be led into this season of the dark night of the soul was just sacred. And I just was so grateful for it. And then about almost two weeks later, we had a celebration of life for her. We opened up the Civic Center for that, which is the largest building in our city, our little town, Reading, And we packed out that place and men and women from around the world flew in for this. I mean, people, if I name them, you would know them, but I think about um, Lou Engle, Che On, um, I mean, so many, uh, I mean, I, if I start listing them, I'm afraid that everyone's going to be like, well, what about, uh, but just so many leaders that flew in, um, Randy Clark, um, so many anyway. So, uh, they were, they all flew in. And so it was kind of like a, a family reunion, uh, slash wedding slash funeral. It was all, all that together. And so we, um, gathered for about three hours and they played videos and the grandkids made a video talking about their grandma. And it was honestly, it was stunning. 
it was exactly how I would want it to be. I wish it would be It's what we would all wish would be the end of our life and the tribute of her life. It was beautiful. You probably could watch it back on Bethel TV or YouTube, but it was, it was just awesome. So she, we, we celebrated that and then ended up that evening going over to, uh, Brian and Jen's house, uh, for a small gathering, a celebration of her life and food and just time to connect with all the people that had come in from all over the world. Then they had a burial. I believe, um, they buried her on Saturday and then Sunday, everybody came back to church and, you know, just again, worshiped in the midst of the darkest night of the soul and, and just celebratory because Benny is safe and sound and whole and happy. And she has heaven and we are the only ones that are suffering. She is no longer suffering. So that was really a big deal. And so now we are, well, we are living a new normal as all of us do when we lose someone our normal gets changed and we start a new chapter, um, a different chapter. So that's been pretty intense. So on the church side, it's been kind of crazy and beautiful and a lot of tears. And then on the home side, it's where's my spices and vitamins and sheets and (laughs) all of those things. So I will tell you this, we had a pretty cool week because last Thursday, really last Wednesday when we were in Maui, we officially graduated 85 authors. We put together a private author school that opened up in April to a a private group of people. Don't worry if you didn't know about it. You'll know about it coming up. But we did a focused data kind of group where we, we jumped in to the deep end and decided that we would help 85 people write their first draft of a book that they've been dreaming about writing. And we had the time of our life. We sat together Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays were an hour and a half of teaching and training. And then Thursdays were our mastermind groups where we got to meet together and they got to meet other groups of people that were in the writing stage. And just, it was incredible. We had tons of tears. It was you know, as a, as a communicator, oftentimes I, I leave places. I have this moment where I share a message and we have an altar call and a prophetic word is given or a healing, you know, happens and it's beautiful and it's a crescendo and it's awesome, but it's short and it's kind of a power punch. I guess I don't really often get to have the experience of maybe what a pastor or a teacher or an educator gets to give, or maybe the end of a counseling season with somebody. I got to go through months and I mean, 16 weeks of their lives. And I got to sit with them face to face for over those months. And it was so rewarding. It was so rewarding. That's the only way I know how to to say it. And um, I look forward to doing that more in my life. I think as I'm in my forties, doing things that have maybe a deeper or maybe a longer impact than a wow moment. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I got hooked. I got it. I understood it. I know why people like to teach or they like to educate or they like to counsel or they like to pastor. I get it a little differently than I did before. So that's what we're doing at the Cunningtons. It's hot here. 114 last week. Um, let's see this week. Uh, tomorrow I bought my husband, Jim Gaffigan tickets 
for his birthday. So we are going to go watch Jim Gaffigan at the Civic Center live. He's a comedian, if you don't know who he is. So the next time we talk, I'll let you know how it goes. Hey, two things. Let me know uh, if this episode, if you like the uh, Cunnington Ketchup episodes, put that in the reviews so I know. And if you don't maybe think about it, would you do me a favor? Would you let people know about this podcast? Would you send it to somebody, whether it's a text message or a social share? Would you share this podcast? It just helps us get the word out. And, you know, there's so much coming at us. Something about word of mouth just legitimizes something and it it just helps. It's the reason why I listen to most of my favorite podcasts are because somebody recommended it and they knew I would get something out of it. Anyway, that's it for today. I love you guys. Don't forget, catch up on our regular, regular series every Wednesday on the podcast. And then every once in a while on a Friday, we do a catch up. All right. Talk to you soon. See you next time.